All right, well, I'm Shane. I'm Andrew. And this is the uh, Rock Show podcast. Enjoy. It's our first one. So <laughs> it is our first one, so excuse, bear with us. <laughs> excuse us if it seems pretty amateurish, but um, we are amateurs, so that's pretty much why it's going to sound amateurish. We're doing it all ourselves, so <laughs> be forewarned, folks. And this isn't going to be for little kids, so kiddies, get your parents to put some sort of filter on this or something before you go listen to it, because <laughs> anything goes in this little podcast of ours. This is not going to be tame. <laughs> no, not by any stretch of the imagination once no. we get going, sir. So. Um, yeah, we, we have a tendency to swear like drunken sailors. Worse than. Worse than. Yeah. We probably teach drunken sailors How a thing or two if yeah. we really wanted to, I reckon. The Navy boys got nothing on us, so. No, they don't. I don't mm. want to offend anybody, but no, Navy boys definitely don't have anything on us. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, um, getting down to business. Through our Facebook page for the last couple of days, we've had uh, a couple of interesting debates on there with a, a lot yeah. of you guys about uh, who the, the greatest rock and roll band is and who the greatest guitarist is. Greatest so, singer. Greatest singer, yeah. There's been all sorts of activity on the, the Facebook page, which is made for an interesting read sometimes. It's... Some, some of you guys are very, very stuck in your opinions, and I like that because we're very stuck in our opinions too. <laughs> and it's, uh, it always makes for a good debate when it there's does. a bit of back and forth going, so that's yep. always fun. And there's nothing better than a debate that almost turns into an argument at some stage as well. Yeah, that one about <laughs> Paige was a bit a bit full on at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for respecting people's opinions, but I can't see how anybody thinks Jimmy Page is sloppy. Yeah. Well, he you did know, clarify in the end did, saying that it was and the he, sound that was sloppy. But and he put um, put up a uh, YouTube video to, to prove his point. But um, yeah, I still can't get behind calling Jimmy Page sloppy at all. No, you can't <laughs> build a reputation as a session muser on no, sloppy. No, no, he's, he's worked with some of the greatest. Not, You know, his massive career with Led Zeppelin aside. He's done some he's, amazing shit. He has. He's worked with everybody who's anybody. And even people who don't deserve to be mentioned... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which we're not going to mention. You know what I'm thinking. I of. know you are. You're talking about the the that thing the abomination that of a track that appeared on the soundtrack, soundtrack to the abomination of a Godzilla movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was terrible. Shouldn't have done that. That was no. a bad career move. I know it sort of gets your name out there and shit, but Jesus Christ, why would you perform with that guy? A bad career move. Not. Really, oh, he he's can't really make it back for him, he's, can he? He's comfortable enough that he could pretty much do whatever he wanted, but um, I still can't see what was going through his head when he signed on to record with again, that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Which we will not mention by Possibly name. it was a heroin relapse. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking hoping so in that respect. That's not that we hope anyone goes on heroin again, but that's at the, the same time. I can um, work out why he would work with him, but anyway... Doesn't make much sense to no, me. No, it doesn't. And to to uh, butcher a classic piece of music like that at the same time is... <laughs> well, yeah, Cashmere is uh, probably one of the greatest Led Zeppelin tracks there was. Yeah, that was a fucking kick uh, I mean, song. I love that song. And yeah. I think that's probably why I hated the, the newer ring. version of it yeah. so much because I was such a big fan of Cashmere when I yeah. first heard it. I remember that. I love that. Blowing my mind yeah. back when I was younger. Been listening to Led Zeppelin for a fucking long time, so <laughs> yeah. Um, but still, that makes it that yeah, it's kind of shit that the way that panned out, and I, oh, I can't even imagine. I know why he did it because he's cashing in on someone else's success, and 
and all that, but at the same time, it's just a case of the lyrics and all that stuff were just pox. It was yeah, just I, terrible. I honestly think that uh, between the two of them, they got paid a shitload of cash to do that because... Uh, That'd be the only reason why I could see it happening. Yeah. Did Paige even master that? I've got no idea. Because he tends to master everything, so I'm wondering if he mastered that track. I honestly do not know about that one. That'd be interesting to find out. I reckon that'd be... Because if he mastered it, then he's going to put his stamp on it. But if he hasn't mastered it, then I reckon it's a clear indicator of the uh, money that's being thrown in to do it. So I wonder if we can look that up. Well, I reckon he would have been throwing a hell of a lot of money to do it. But that's no excuse to me. (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) Already butchered a classic, made a mockery of a great song, and it just wasn't very cool. No, it wasn't cool at all. I didn't... But, I mean, to, to use that piece of music, he must have had the, the permission from Robert Plant and, and John Paul Jones as well. He couldn't have just gone ahead and done it himself. He must have had the Led Zeppelin estate behind him. Well, I don't know who's got the rights to it all, if it's even split or if he's managed to buy them all out because he's it, on all the remasters and stuff, he seems the one that does all the mastering and remixing and all that sort of shit that goes with it. So I don't know... I don't know if he has that control as a part of, you know, the contract with Led Zeppelin in general. I don't know. That'd be no idea. another interesting point to try and find out. I don't know. I'm trying to find out if he's mastered it or not. That's a, yeah, that is an interesting point. I'm not really sure. That's, that's getting into the sort of record industry side of things, which, uh, I don't know. We're, we sort of know a little bit about, but we prefer to... Stay away from. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Stay out of that. We just talk about how we uh, appreciate the music and how we don't appreciate that song. Yeah, well, the producer <laughs> credit goes to that guy. Yeah. So... Yeah, we won't even mention his name. No, I'm not going to mention his fucking name. I was never <laughs> planning on mentioning his name. It doesn't deserve to be mentioned. I get the impression that he's a little bit lawsuit happy sometimes too. Uh, I don't know if this, <laughs> this would even reach his ears, but... <laughs> Maybe his ears are burning right now, knowing he's being talked about but not being talked about at the same time. That'd make it a little bit interesting. That'd be, yeah, that'd be good. Hey, instant notoriety. Well, there's no such thing as bad publicity, is there? So, what are you going to do with that? Excuse the rustling sound. That's the sound of a certain co-host going to the freezer for more ice. So, <laughs> as we do. We tend to uh, drink and smoke and talk a lot, and that's what these podcasts are pretty much all about. That's pretty much where this entire idea was born. Yeah, pretty much. And from there, it's become something else. I don't quite know how to describe what we've managed to turn this thing into. Well, technically nothing yet. But, no. Um, That's changing as we speak. So The, the response shows us that... Uh, we're onto something. We have the potential to have stumbled upon a monster here, and that's why we're trying to roll with this. But um, please be patient with us, folks. It is only a two-man crew. We're doing everything ourselves, so and we're having a shitload of fun doing it. It's an absolute blast. But um, yeah, as far as uh, the workload goes, it's it's been pretty hard to keep up with it all. To be honest, you guys are. They're throwing music at us at a rapid rate and good music too. And we love it. We I've love it. To, we love I've it. got to say, it's been good music, really good. And actually, 
Speaking of good music, this might be a good time to um, whack a song on your throw own. a track in here. Yeah, all right, we'll um, throw a track in. Okay. Well, this track is uh, called "The Serpent," which is off Dead Star Renegade's debut album Blackwing. It's a fantastic album, which we must must <coughs> must say it's all done themselves, produced and released and marketed all themselves so they're kind of like us taking the whole damn ball on themselves and so it's a credit to them to even get this far and with such a fantastic album album that you can't go wrong so yeah it's a so, good track um yeah without further ado here's the serpent by dead star renegade
Okay, so welcome back. Uh, that was The Serpent by <laughs> Dead Star Renegade. Um, We're unscripted, folks, so you can tell. <laughs> they've got an um, album launch gig coming up at Revolver Upstairs on the 16th of April, which is in Melbourne. Um, that's going to be a really good gig, so I suggest you all get down there and pick up a copy of the album while you're there, because if you like that song, that More is probably time. my favourite off the album, but the album is all equally as good as that song. Yep. So It's a good album. Yeah. Good fucking album. Um, if we can get back to the guitarist topic, yeah, the greatest guitarist of all time, uh, there were some really great guitarists mentioned in here from uh, Joe Satriani to yep. Randy Rhodes. Yep. Um, <laughs> Kirk Hammett was mentioned on here in a bit of a negative light. And... Uh, I don't know what anyone could possibly hold against Kirk Hammett as a lead guitarist. He's Look, got I don't, massive skills. He does. He's got a lot of skills. I don't hold him up there in a as high a light as I do a Dave Mustaine or a, uh, a Jimmy Page, for example. Yep. But you can't honestly tell me that Kirk Hammett has no talent. Well, not only that, but his impact on the metal industry when it comes to guitars and solos and things like that, is there for everyone to see. You can't dismiss what he's done in that regard he, for, for what metal bands do. He's had a, a great career, and he's a member of one of the biggest metal bands in the world ever. Without Metallica, which, how much crap would not exist these but days? You've got, okay, you've got to open the debate of, uh, without Metallica, where would Kirk Hammett be? Well, I think personally that he could slot in with any band that he wanted to. I'm not I too sure about that. No, I reckon he's got the skills to do it because he can do any style. He's not afraid to to go there and try things, and he's eclectic as a person as it is. So he's a very strange person. Yeah, and I don't, but I don't see how that would limit him. He'd have no limits. He'd be able to just throw himself at anything and, and go for it. I reckon the only thing that's held him back in that regard is that he hasn't branched out into side projects, and not many of the members of Metallica have. I would be very interested to hear what sort of music would come out. Kirk Hammett solo away from Metallica I yeah. think he'd, he'd uh, be very strange um, he is a good guitarist I think there's probably a lot of negativity towards him because he's not Dave Mustang that's probably a fair comment but um, it doesn't seem to affect him so and no was, he seems to be uh, that was years ago Dave yeah. Mustang was never on a Metallica album no uh, he's a great guitarist Thank God that when he got booted out of Metallica or whether he quit Metallica, well, yeah. whichever story you want to go along with, I, I won't take sides on that argument because I love both bands equally. Yep. Um, I, I'm glad that he didn't just sit at home and whinge about it. I'm glad that he formed Megadeth and went on with his career well, while whinging about it. But Megadeth <laughs> itself is a standalone Exactly. Phenomenon. There's exactly. no reason for anyone to be dismissive of Megadeth at the same time. They're both forces to be reckoned with and they both changed the landscape of that That's whole right, industry in that scene. As far as Kirk goes, he was in Exodus before Metallica. Yep. Do you think that if he had stayed in Exodus, that Exodus would have been one of the big four as opposed to no. Metallica? No. No, so I can't say that. I can't. I can't honestly say that Kirk is in Metallica and has, has driven them to be one of the big four. No, I think that it's more about... We have a random walk-in. Uh, we, we think... Well, I would put Kirk 
as a big part of Metallica's success, but I think the reason for Metallica's success is the whole unit, primarily around James and Lars, but I think that at the same time we can't dismiss his influence on where that band's gone because without Kirk, he wouldn't have the solos that made them stand out and things like that too. So would he have had the same success with Exodus? No, because you haven't got the same people behind it. And the thing is, would Metallica have had the same success with a different guitarist other than Kirk? I think the answer to that is yes. So, you reckon? Yep. I'm not taking it away from Kirk. I reckon Kirk. they could have done it with Mustang, but I don't know about any old guitarist. I really don't know about any old guitarist. I don't think you could have... I mean, I know that James writes most of that sort of shit, but at the same time, you've you got to go into things like the producing credits and things like that. Bob Rock made them go huge or bigger than they already were when the Black Album came out and stuff and that's another part of the the puzzle too you can't have all the success being mentioned of Metallica and, and what they've done without having all the pieces of the puzzle being put into play I think that Metallica yeah they could have done great things with another guitarist but I don't think it would have been any old guitarist to do it I think Kirk Hammett fits them in the right way to make it happen I don't think that you can have it so that it's just any old guitarist Okay. Right. Who would so, you who would you replace? Who would you put in put in there instead? I've got no idea. I was about to throw that question at you. <laughs> See what you came up with. Because you can talk about all the bands that are out there. You've got Slayer, Megadeth, and all those ones. But I think um, can you imagine? I, I think Mustang could have done it. Yeah, Mustang was the obvious choice because yeah. he was the original guy. He and he he wrote lyrics. Kirk never until recently really yeah. had much impact on yeah. writing lyrics and I think that was only for the um, experiment that St. Anger was. I don't yeah. think he had a hell of a lot of input into uh, Death Magnetic again. We don't know. It might have worked for them because what you see on the Some Kind of Monster DVD is that James is actually kind of getting intrigued with what Kirk's throwing out there. So maybe it did go That's true. somewhere more than, than people thought but at the same time you just don't know um, if... I don't know. I, you, you can't. I, I can't really pick another guitarist that would. Well, I'm just kind of Mustang. So I'm, I'm kind of. We're, we're sort of focusing on this this uh, thread from Facebook about who is the greatest guitarist of all time, well, and I'm really scrolling through names. it, and I'm looking looking through names, and there's people from Eddie Van Halen, not going to fit in Metallica, no, and not the same. I don't think that he ever would have even considered it, to be honest, because no. he was already Eddie Van Halen before <laughs> mm-hmm. Metallica you know, made uh, a glimmer in their father's eyes. But um, Page is a definite no-no on the same oh, of page. Of course, yeah. Uh, Dimebag? That's an interesting one. Can Zach you... Wilde? Slash? There is some great guitarists out there. I, I'm not sure that any of them would fit into Metallica I as Metallica Dimebag... is today. I think no. Dimebag might fit in Kill It All. yeah. Era Metallica, um, puppets and all that sort of stuff. But post Marty, Black Marty Album. Friedman from Megadeth, mm. great, great underrated guitarist. Yeah, I think um, honestly, if Kirk was to be either fired or leave Metallica tomorrow, I think Marty Friedman would be a damn good fit. Actually, possible, um, very possible. Honestly, there's. There's not a lot of people mentioned in this. That, that there is a lot of people mentioned in this, but there's yeah. not a lot that I could see working <laughs> with Metallica at yeah. all. Um, Which throws back to your original point, would Metallica have had the same success without Kirk? And then it's harder to say yes. That's true. I might have jumped the gun a little bit by going, yes, I think they would have the same success without Kirk. 
Because um, now you're trying to find another guitarist that would fit the bill, and it's very hard. Very hard to do. It's... Slash wouldn't do it. I don't think so. he'd be capable, but it wouldn't be the same. Not even close. He's not. He's not that kind of guitarist. He, mm. he could probably fit into Metallic, slot into Metallica now as they are. Mm. I don't think he would have slotted into the Kill 'Em All era. I'm not no. saying that he wouldn't be able to. I'm just saying that he's got a, a very definite style of his own. When you whether you listen to his solo album Velvet Revolver, Guns N' Roses, or Snake Pit, yeah, it doesn't. You matter. can tell that it's Slash playing yeah. guitar. Yeah, uh, hands down. Yeah, and I like that. A lot of people have their own style, like. A lot of these guitarists that I'm reading through, just by hearing a quick riff, you can pick their style, which is yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, actually, same with bass players. I can yeah. I can pick Duff McKagan. Yeah. His so style. A certain groove and a certain. Nicky yeah. Six, I can pick yeah. him out of yep. out of anybody. Yep. Um, and they're they're great. They've been. Okay, we've just gotten away from the Metallica debate, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we go on random, <laughs> random, random, random fucking topics all the time, so. Another another topic that kind of goes along with that, now that we've gotten onto Slash and Duff, who would be a good singer for Velvet Revolver, do you think? I've yeah. heard the, the rumours going around that Corey Taylor might be slotting in there. Yeah. I don't like that. I like Corey Taylor as a singer, but I don't want... The singer of Velvet Revolver to look at Velvet Revolver as a side project. Yeah. I, don't want, I want them to have a full time singer. I don't want Velvet Revolver to be an afterthought for their singer. I reckon Miles Kennedy, if he'd have wanted the gig, would have done well. I think he he would have done well on some of their stuff. No, I can't no. imagine. I can't imagine him being the original singer of Sucker Train Blues, for example. Like we've no. seen him do it live now, and. Yeah. He's not bad at doing it, but no. I can't imagine him doing that song as the original version. But then he did the a good version of Ghost, yeah. which was by an Asprey on that's true. The album. So he did. Yeah, he, well, that's he, where he's got some diversity. He's not. A he, he does have diversity. Yeah. I'm not going to take anything away from it. And and Alter Bridge is a cool band. Their, their latest album, Alter Bridge Three. Yeah, that's a really cool album. Um, they didn't get a lot of credit for their first two albums. I think. Particularly the first one because three of the members were Creed. It was yeah. everyone looked at it as basically Creed with a new singer. Two, yeah. But um, they finally got signed a sort of. Here I am stumbling over my words. <laughs> <laughs> finally, sort of um, found their own sound, and, and Alter Bridge Three is a really cool album. But um, I'm glad that he doesn't want to be the Velvet Revolver singer. I think and I'm not sure of his name, and we've spoken about this before, and we both agree, I think yeah. that uh, the singer from the Union Underground He'd be a brilliant would be a fit. great fit to that band. He's just got the right style yeah. of voice. And I reckon he'd drive them that little bit harder to give a bit more harder edge to it. I don't, but I don't, I'm not entirely certain how it'd go with the more ballad. The more ballady sort of stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not certain how it'd go with that. He'd definitely give them a much harder edge, and, and for the rougher stuff, he'd be fucking brilliant. We'll see... Corey Taylor's going to give him a harder edge as well, and mm. that's that's not a confirmation. Corey Taylor, as far as I know, hasn't joined the band or anything like that. Yeah. But um, he's going to give him a harder harder edge as well. But I think that whatever his name is from the Union Underground would give him a harder edge in a better way, yeah. a more fitting way, and also a little bit more of a um, <clears throat> oh how do I put it? He he's not as well known, not as established, yeah. so it gives it more of that underground sort of a feel. Yeah, which so is it, good because it, it, it doesn't. It. It doesn't take the focus off of Velvet Revolver in the way that 
that uh, Corey Taylor joining would become singer of Slipknot joins Velvet Revolver. Yeah. It would be their name would come second or third in the yeah. in the. In the it's hard to see the headlines for Corey yeah, Taylor's the headlines, jumping ship and, and 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 them being good and and positive toward Velvet Revolver. It'd be almost a case of what the hell is he thinking kind yeah. of thing, a career terms. But I think that. Yeah, forget the guy's name from Union Underground. He'd be a better fit than Corey Taylor, for me, personally. And if if you guys haven't heard the Union Underground, check them out. Um, mm. They're a great band. They only released one album while they were together, but while they were together, they were great. They were... The bass player has since moved on to Disturbed. Yeah, he so... has. We, we only just discovered that the other week. But... Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are. They were a kick-ass band that should have done much, much better things. And if any of you are wrestling fans... If you remember one of the old Raw songs across the nation, that's where they really got some good publicity for themselves doing that. But but they did have some great songs that, um, such as "Turn Me On, Mr. Dead Man," "Drivel," "Killing the Fly," "Killing the Fly." They they were a great band. They really were. Yeah, they I were. Was, I was kind of sad when we um, realised that they were no more. Yeah, I was waiting for the next release and stuff, and it just never happened. And the singers had his own project going for years. I forget what the hell it's called now. There's even a MySpace page for it, but there's nothing happening. It's been sort of coming soon for... It's almost a Chinese democracy kind of joke now. How long it's taking to get something out there, but... Chinese democracy is just an entirely different subject. We could could speak about that for (laughs) an hour and a half. I honestly... Yeah, here we go. It sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get I honestly think that that album has some good tracks, but I just refuse to view it as a Guns N' Roses album. That is an Axl Rose solo album, and that's all there is to it. That can never be Guns N' Roses. That will, it, There's only one member. That's it. And that's just... Two crazy. if you want to be picky and include Dizzy Reed, but he's not an original member, and he mm-hmm. plays pianos and keyboards. So, yeah, that's 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 a podcast on its, on its own, yeah, which we, we might go down that track later on. One day. One day. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. We have other things to go through. But anyway, um, we might play another song right yeah, now. Yeah, um, jump onto the next track. Yeah, this right. is a band called Double Wide. They're from Northern Ireland. Great um, scene over there. Fucking huge They're, they're scene. part of a, a huge rock scene over there that uh, is just waiting to explode. And honestly, I can't wait for it to explode because nah. we've, we've heard a lot of these bands and these bands are fucking awesome yeah excuse my brilliant. French but no, fuck that just go with it because they're they're brilliant and they deserve to be recognised as such and if the sooner we get some of these bands out here to do gigs the better because that's just a fresh injection into the whole rock and, and, and metal scene I reckon that'll really drive things along that little bit more which is brilliant and I reckon yeah just play a song and let us speak that's, for itself that's what I'm hoping for I yeah. can't wait to see these guys live yeah. as well as uh, Trucker Diablo who we're going to be playing later on yep yeah. um Anyway, this is called 18 Wheels of Misery, and it's off their album called 18 Wheels of Misery. Cool. So enjoy. <laughs>
Welcome back. And here we are back in the uh, podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Shane. And we're and that doing was, our that thing. was double wide. Yeah. Kick that, ass. That was the track 18 Wheels of Misery off the album 18 Wheels of Misery. Um, get online and get yourself a copy of it. I can't actually tell you from where. I think there's a couple of tracks on iTunes. Um, I'm pretty sure. There is a huge down influence in that band. Yep. If you uh, didn't work that out for yourself, then you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast, <laughs> to be honest. But, um, no, they're a great band. And yep. uh, like we said, they're coming from a scene over in Northern Ireland. It's absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, Massive. Yeah. There's, there's bands over there like uh, A Little Bitter, um, Million Dollar Reload, Last Known Addiction, and Trucker Diablo, who we're going to play a song from later on in the show. Yep. Um, they're all great bands, and yeah, track them down and have a listen to them if you can, because they're all worth it. And if you've got a chance to go to Northern Ireland and see some of the shows these guys put on, then go for it, because it, if we're this blown away what we're hearing on CD, I, can, I would love to go and see them live. The only thing I've got to ask is if you do manage to get over there and see any of them live... Don't tell us because we'll be we'll jealous. Be jealous. Of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be kind of pissed off. So <laughs> tell us at your own peril. That'd be interesting in itself. I would love to get over there and see some of these guys live. I'm I'm praying for the day that some of these guys get over here and uh, yeah, and we can go and see them because they're they're great. Yeah, we should also mention surely that all the bands we're playing on our podcast are unsigned bands, so. This is just a, a promotional vehicle for them because they've been good enough to send the stuff away, giving us a chance to review them and, and listen to them and check them out. So we're just sort of throwing it back and, and exposing a whole new audience to what they're all about. And we love it. We just think it's fantastic. And we're having a little bit of a, a point about the workload that's been thrown our way. And it's huge, the amount of work we've been getting thrown at us. But damn and, me if we don't love it though and at the same time yeah we're, we're calling it a workload and there has been a lot of work involved in it but it hasn't seemed like work because it's just been us having fun really doing what we do just listening to music and uh, and it, after we listen it. to it write a review of it and um, yeah it's just been fun so yeah and hopefully that's the way it stays yeah we want this to stay fun so any feedback you guys can give us <coughs> any requests would be interesting too. Just contact us via you know Facebook or, or Twitter. We'll plug those at the end of the program to yeah, definitely. tell you guys where to find us. Also, um, send us your music and we'll... Yeah. If we like what we hear, we'll play it on the podcast. And, and if we don't like what we hear, we'll play it anyway and just talk shit about it. <laughs> just for the fun of it. Why not? <laughs> no, we won't do that. No, we're not quite that mean. We're a little bit mean, but not that much. Well, we can be mean, but... When we want to be. But we don't generally want to be pissing off our audience too much. So we'll see how we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Got some interesting gigs coming up. Interesting gigs. Yeah. We've got that. Uh, what is it? It's shit. Noise bar in Brunswick, that one. Uh, what is it? Everyone's. Oh, Sadistic Feast. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah that one. Um a lot of good local bands are going to be out there. So if you're in Melbourne uh, on the 24th of April, then get out there to the to the Noise Bar in Brunswick and check it out because there's a lot of bands on there that are well worth checking out. So Everyone from um, 
Sapuku to um, Toe Cutter, who have just signed a worldwide distribution deal. Congrats to them. Which is awesome. Yeah. And they're clearly working hard. Their, their first first album is about to go out on that label, and then they've already got the second one 99% ready to go from what I've read today. So um, it's a fair effort then. Should be getting a, a bit of material from them. Yep. Very soon. As long as we can work out the rights to play them or not, then we'll be able to give these guys a bit of a taste of what oh, it's I mean, all about. I mean, all of us should be getting oh, material okay. from soon, not uh, us. Okay, <laughs> fine then. <laughs> Try and be a little more specific <laughs> for me then. Jesus. Sorry. El <laughs> uh, is another one worth mentioning on there. El is playing there, yeah. yeah. I forgot about them, sorry. Um, Mortal Sin are apparently headlining. Yep. I'm not too sure yep. about Mortal Sin's the headliner and everybody else is... Uh, Supporting it. Support acts, so to speak. They're apparently going to be having a... It's 25 bucks to get in. Apparently there's going to be a tattoo competition. Uh, strippers, bit roast and barbecue, and a CD swap meet. Uh, it all kicks off around 12 noon. So get down there, check it out. It all sounds very interesting, <laughs> but unfortunately I don't think we'll be making it there because uh, <laughs> my... Uh, Co-host over there, Andrew, is celebrating his 30th birthday the night before, and we're planning on being a little bit hungover that day, so... That, yeah. If you do <laughs> see us, don't say anything to me, because I'm going to be badly... No, no, if you do see us, give him a little push on the shoulder and see if he falls over. That would be funny. Probably still be pissed if we go there, <laughs> knowing the pair of us. Honestly, I'd, I'd love to get down there, so it, it is... We may, we may end up doing it. It is an aim to get down there, but um, yeah, it really depends on... How much we drink the night before, to yeah. be honest. And it's also the same <laughs> night that Disturbed are playing, what is it, Rod Laver they're playing? Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're playing so Rod they're Laver. playing that night as well. So it's a big night for metal in Melbourne that day. So that'll be... And unfortunately, we're not going to Disturbed. No, unfortunately. Love to be going there. Mm. They're, they're a fantastic band. Um, Love them. They're, they're great. Their, their first album... Down with the sickness, yep. or the sickness actually. The track yep. was called "Down with Sickness." Yep, um, that gets played so Regularly. much around here <laughs> while we're drinking. Yeah, um, that, that comes on. I think just about every single time we sit down and have a session, even just when we're doing pre-production meetings and whatever else have you, it's always, always going on in the background somewhere. So lately, my missus has been the one going to the shelf, mm. picking that album out, putting it on, which is cool. Always a good crossover to have if you can get the chicks involved in music mm. too. So everyone out there, take note. <laughs> <laughs> Disturbed is a good one to get the, the women on side. Yeah. yeah. So it would seem anyway. Yeah. And speaking of Disturbed shortly, I don't know how much people are following Twitter and, and whatever else have you, but there was this thing that's going on with MTV. I think it's called MTV March Madness or some such thing where they're pitting bands against each other and having their fans vote online or whatever it is they're doing. I'm, I'm, I haven't really checked out the whole thing to see what's going on, but today's competition was Green Day versus Disturbed. I think it might go for a week at a time as opposed to just okay. a day at a time. I'm not sure because Disturbed had a contest just the other day. It wasn't a week ago. Yeah? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. You know more about that than I do. Yeah, so. I don't know all the details of yeah. it. I haven't had the time to go and check it out and stuff, but they got pipped at the post by Green Day to Disturbed, um, and Disturbed made a fantastic comment on Twitter saying that it's about pretty much 5 million fans versus 15 million fans, and so if you can get that kind of response from a, a 
fan base that's a third of the size, you got some pretty dedicated fans. So I'd, I'd be pretty happy with that too if I was Disturbed. And they deserve it. Disturbed are a great band. Um, mm. the, their latest album, Asylum, is... That's kick-ass. Fantastic. That is being regularly played by me in the car or wherever yeah. I'm going at work, whatever I'm doing, it doesn't matter. I'm always playing that album. Every time a track of that album comes on, I'm just bouncing off the fucking walls. I love it. I think that they've got a lot of talent in that band as well. I think they're Massive. pretty underrated yeah. talent-wise. Um, the the rhythm section is unbelievable. Great. And, and David Draymond on vocals is just something else. He sounds different to all the other ones that are out there. You've got this... This current run of vocalists that have this rusty sort of nail sort of edge to their voice yeah. and that, and but he <clears throat> takes that and goes a step beyond, and it's just huge. The sounds he makes, I mean, you go to the, we talked about it, the sickness, down with the sickness. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that noise is he makes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that song at the start of it, and apparently on the doco, a decade of disturbed, which came with the. Uh, Digipack, wherever it is, of the of, Asylum Digipack, yeah, yep, yep. the latest album. You all apparently Sony fans come to him just going, "Make the noise, make the noise, make the noise." No one even knows what the fuck it's called. Even the yeah, band, the yeah. band members themselves are going sort of Wakakai or something. Like this is some, <laughs> sounds like some sort of Kiwi thing going on, but but damn, he, he does some interesting things with his vocals. Yeah. So it's he does, and the the good thing about him is as well, he's not he's a bit like a, a modern day. John Davis, not that John Davis is over the hill or anything now. No. In that he's not afraid to wear his emotions on his sleeve yeah. and put that into his music for everybody to see and, uh, yeah. and use it as a positive thing rather than let it fester and become a negative. Where he, from the what the, the things that I've read, he could have just about put a gun in his mouth and done a Kurt Cobain. I mean, he's yeah. had a pretty fucked up life, but um, he's not at all into person. his music and um, and he's making great. Great music too. Well, out of yeah. all the band, he's the only one without a partner and without kids. Yeah. He's yeah. the only one and he's just not going to go down that road, yeah. it seems. He, he doesn't seem the sort of person to want to go down that road. He just seems to, I don't know if he thinks he's too fucked up to really be any good at it or, or if he just hasn't found the right person or, or anything like that. But he, he just seems to be pretty much for and all about the music and that's what, what keeps him going. Literally. They're, they're, not, um, they're not shy on their output either. They've got no. an album coming out every couple of years and it's uh, good for a studio and touring band. Yeah. And they a, tour like monsters. In a day and age where a lot of the bigger bands sort of take five or six years between releases, they're, uh, they're releasing something at least every two years, it seems. I mean, well, it didn't really seem a, like there was a, a massive gap between Indestructible and Asylum. So. No, I reckon they picked up the pace. Yeah. No, I reckon they were slower to start with and then picked it up as they went along. I don't know. I reckon Believe came out pretty pretty close after the sickness and then yeah. there was kind of a bit of maybe, a gap there and then um, maybe that's when the lineup changed and stuff I don't know 10,000 Fists came 10, out fists and then, then there was a bit, another bit of a gap between that and Indestructible and then Indestructible it almost seems like Indestructible and Asylum were like a one-two punch that, yeah uh, yeah, they but, came out rapidly which was but, um, really, the, really good the quality of the material doesn't lack in the um, and you don't it doesn't lack and you see the progression yeah. as musicians and stuff too so you can hear the way they're growing and changing in their styles and, and whatever else have you too, which is really, really good because some people like bands that do the same thing over and over again. And I'm a fan of that stuff. ACDC are a, are a massive favorite of mine and they've done the same thing for how many years now? That, that doesn't get old. They do it. They I do think do people it well. would get more pissed off at them for changing than changing. Yeah, if you exactly. Know what I mean. yeah. Same with Motorhead. I yep. mean, 
Another um, band. ACDC and Motorhead are two bands from back in the early days that uh, found their sounds early on and they've stuck to a winning formula and uh, anytime they move away from that sound even slightly, that's when the, the backlash happens rather than they release an album and everyone goes, oh, it just sounds the same as their last album. Yeah. That's what we love about ACDC and Motorhead. They can do the formula they, and keep it true, but then a lot of other bands progress. I mean, people gave how much shit to Metallica and that for... Oh, prime examples are Load and Reload. Now, you and I oh, both personally love those albums. I do love those albums. I think Metallica cop more shit for St. Anger. It's probably a fair point. Probably a fair point. I don't and know. I, I, I don't love St. Anger, but I, I'm rediscovering it, and I'm kind of now starting to see it for what it is and I, I can tell that they needed to make that album but I wish they hadn't of it at the same time <laughs> but <laughs> the thing is like, without that album you wouldn't have Death Magnetic uh, no I don't know you don't know no I reckon I reckon you have to have Sananga or the experimentation that went on with Sananga at least to get to Death Magnetic look I think Sananga would have been a great album if they had have not fucked up the drum sound yeah. and they had left the solos in the Two things about Metallica, or three things, uh, James's vocals, yep. the solos, yep. and the drum sound. Yep. The bass sound has pretty much always been irrelevant. It's come more back into the mix now that Rob's, Rob's in the band yeah. as opposed to Jason Newstead. But It was there when Cliff was there and it's back with Rob, but yeah. when Jason was in the band, it was always a case of, well, you're just a token bass player kind of thing. New but, guy. Yeah. Jason's new guy. And he never stopped <laughs> being new guy for the duration of his term with the band either. But, um... I know we've kind of gone back to Metallica, but that's probably going to happen a lot with us because they're we love them. probably <laughs> our favourite band. Um, yeah, I can't even remember what I was saying now. <laughs> Here we go. St. Anger. Yeah, um, we're talking about the, the bands that progress. and. Oh, yeah, and that's like that. I reckon if they had of, had of, uh, left the solos in and, and not fucked with their drum sound, then St. Anger would have been a good album. With a bit more structure than the songs. A lot of the songs come across as being that little bit Honestly, messy. the way they showed the songwriting procedure in some kind of monster yeah. documentary yeah. was pretty much a whole lot of sentences and random bits and pieces. It just seemed like a cobbled mashup. together. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was a mashup. That's the impression I get of it. Yeah, it wasn't a, a brilliantly structured album. But I mean, of... uh, the band had a lot going on there. No bass player at the time. And yeah. James just got out of rehab and everything like that. Yeah. But but shit. Chaotic time led to a chaotic album, I reckon. Yeah, so. There's a lot of talk of them not using Rip Rubin for the next album. Yeah, I read something about that. Yeah. But I don't know um, who they're going to put in place. There's talk of them going back to Bob Rock. That'd be interesting. I wish they wouldn't. I really wish they wouldn't. Don't know. Maybe with some time away from each other, they might find that chemistry again. Who knows? And, and I, I hope that they don't self-produce as well because there's too much... I'd the love to see them bring back Fleming that. Rasmussen, actually. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Something different. Yeah. Oh, actually, is that dude even still alive? I'm not sure. <laughs> I should have to look it up. I'll throw that out there, but <laughs> I don't even know if he's still kicking. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we might play another song right yeah. now. This one's from a Melbourne band called Overdrive. Um, don't know all that much about them, to be honest, other than this song and their four-track EP or demo is... Heavily influenced by Judas Priest and Iron Maiden, which yeah. I absolutely love. This is cool. This, this is, is cool a really stuff. cool song. Yep. Um, basically, 
they were formed in 2008 and they just jammed Iron Maiden and Judas Priest covers on a weekly basis. And um, eventually, from what I can gather, started coming up with uh, original material. So enjoy. This is called Leather and Steel. <laughs> and you'll pick the priest influence in a heartbeat oh, yeah. with this one. If you miss it, there's something wrong with you. But we're not giving it shit in any way. No, this, this song is, is great. This yeah. caught my attention straight away. and I, I We love it. I'm dying to get out there and see him at a gig, actually. So this will be good. Yeah, here it is, leather and steel. Steal by Overdrive. I reckon that band is awesome. And we both love the end of that track. <laughs> something shocking. They've got a, a buttload of talent. And um, look, that's just I don't think shit. that they're ever going to be something that's going to reach um, the know, commercial radio. Yeah. But with the talent that they've got and the influences that they're displaying, yeah. 
and and the the rock and metal community getting behind them, I think they could be huge without the commercial bullshit. They could be almost sort of what Metallica were before, but Justice with the first yeah. spread, video. Spread the word of mouth about Overdrive because they're really cool. Get onto yeah. their Facebook page and um, check them out because there's some other great songs. There's only four tracks on that EP or demo, but they're they're all equally <laughs> cool. Yeah, and what you need to do with all these bands we're playing is. What you got to understand is the more support you show, the more likely they are to get signed, be able to make a living, do more music and do more shows and things like this. And then that just fuels itself. So the more support we show to these unsigned acts, then the sky's the limit if we get behind well enough. And we're going to be talking about some really cool bands in future podcasts and stuff too. So we've got a lot coming up. That's it. And that, that band, I'm not sure if I mentioned, but they're from Melbourne. Yep. And um, they're always doing gigs from what I've noticed. So get out there and see one of their gigs. Show them some support. And if you um, see us there, then we'll probably be there at there, some point. So if you see us there from watching our ugly mugs on the, uh, the YouTube, YouTube, video. YouTube videos, then uh, come up and say g'day. Yeah. And um, tell us what you like about the show. Tell us what you don't like about yeah. the show. Um, we'll probably have the camera with us. So do it early in the gig before we get too pissed. Because if yeah. you say something <laughs> we don't like, we might just you know arc up and <laughs> be a pair yeah. of. Anti-social bricks. Nah, yeah. we won't do that. We're nah. not. We're not like that. We're pretty <laughs> nah. cool. Nah, but yeah, just come up, say hi. Um, if you want to be on camera, then if I've got the camera rolling, then I'm sure we'll find a way to get you on there. Especially the more <laughs> drunk you are, the funnier you are. Well, then yeah, <laughs> we've got some interesting segments planned for that with the show, so that'll be interesting. Definitely. So yeah, but uh, yeah, we're gonna go straight from Overdrive from Melbourne to a band called Pistol Shot Gypsy, who mm-hmm. are from Rhode Island in America, New York, New York. Uh, this band is fucking, fucking unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a fan of uh, Tool and perf- A Perfect Circle, yeah, I reckon, those sorts um, of things. you'll probably love these guys because the singer, whose name slips my mind right now... I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, See, we need to learn to prepare a little bit better. But yeah, but anyway. this is unscripted, <laughs> so get used to it. It's going to stay unscripted because yeah. we've discovered doing videos and podcasts that if we have a script in front of us, we're bound to fuck up. <laughs> so... <laughs> We just throw the scripts right out the window. We get a better result, so enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, th- yeah, this band's called Pistol Shot Gypsy. They're from Rhode Island, New York. Uh, their album is called Smoking, Drinking, Fighting, and it's available on iTunes. So if you dig this track... It's a kick-ass album. Get on iTunes and buy this album. Show them some support because yeah. it's worth it. Uh, anyway, this track is called Slave Yourself.
So that's Pistol Shot Gypsy with the song Slave. Slave Yourself <laughs> from the album Drinking, Fighting, Drinking, Smoking, Smoking and Fighting. Fighting. Which we're drinking and smoking, but we're not fighting yet. So no, not yet. Give us time. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I said, get on, get yourself onto iTunes and uh, grab a copy of it because it's a great album. And um, Kick ass. The, like we said, the singer's voice, who still evades me, the name of him. Um, Let's go through the fold and find yeah. it. <laughs> um, Obviously being influenced by Tool, yeah. Maynard James Keenan's yeah. voice, very yeah. similar, but very talented band, and the production on that is fucking awesome as well. Yeah, that's so. no, really, really, really clean, professional. Got a great sound. Um, so they've done really, work, really, really well for themselves, and so we're hoping really, really big things for them, so and, uh, keep an eye yeah, on Yeah, like we said, they're all unsigned, and you'll be hearing a lot of that kind of stuff from us in these podcasts. About, no signed bands. Um Bands like Breaking Tradition from Melbourne. Uh, Toe Cutter, if we can get involved with it. If you guys are listening to this, give us a couple of your songs and we'd love to play you guys as yep. well. Yep. Um, Once We're Heartless, uh, Five Star Prison Cell, Overreactor, who are from Melbourne as well. They're a little bit of a different kind of style. Yep. We'll give anything a go once. So. King Whack, yep. also from, from America. Yep. Um, they're a bit different. We haven't had a great deal of listening to Not those yet. guys yet. We but haven't had a chance to, so... Yeah, we definitely will. Um, yeah. Put them on. What have we got? For sure. There's... Uh, Possibly The Worship. Yeah, we'll definitely be playing The Worship yep. soon. Um, uh, they're a great band. Yep. If you're into Megadeth and the early days of Thrash, then The Worship will be right up your alley. Yep. yep. Uh, Escape the City. There's a, there's a lot of bands from Northern Ireland that will be... Uh, Envisage. Envisage, yeah. yeah if one. you're a fan of Evanescence, uh, Envisage sure. are a great band. Yep. Um, I'm just scrolling through the list of who we've got. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> there is there's a lot. Uh, Dope, Dope Flood from Greece. They're, yep. they're a great band. They're heavily influenced by uh, the, the Southern Rock sort of stuff as yep. well. But they're Maybe that going on too, definitely one to check out. All these bands that I've mentioned, get on their Facebook pages and have a look. Most of them have got some look songs up. up there. MySpace, you can usually hear some of the shit on there. So, Arcane Saints from Melbourne, they're a, another great band. They're they're a little different. They we haven't mentioned Sepuku or Sepuku, whatever the name is. Sepuku, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Who are actually from Cranbourne, where we are, and yeah. <laughs> we're actually talking to them at the moment. They they're, they're going to come in and sit on and put. Sit in on a podcast with us one time. And that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. That's going to be interesting because, uh, I forget the name, I'm terrible with names, so I get used to it. But the, he's one of the guys from them, is one of the ones that had a very contradictory opinion to us on one of our Facebook yeah, they're, threads. They're, so that'll be very, interesting. They've got a good sense of humor and yeah. they're very uh, set in their opinions, which is going to be interesting. So yeah. be a lot of <laughs> fun. Good. A lot of fun. Um, Bad Omen, who are also yeah. from a local area, they're. They've got um, music coming out soon that we'll be playing some of that, I hope. Yep. Uh, Overdrive, like I said, played them before. Yep. There's just a, a, a hell of a lot of great bands from all over the world that we're hearing and we look forward to sharing them all with you. So and We're not getting tired of them by any stretch. A lot of these CDs that we get and we listen to, we're just playing over and over again. A lot of these CDs are supplanting the rate that I play the... Uh, Sign bands and stuff for me personally. I'm I, I can honestly say that I'm a huge fan of most of the stuff we've heard yeah. now. There hasn't actually been anything that I consider crap that I'll never listen to again. Yeah. Everything has found its place in my CD collection and 
will definitely get listened to as a, from a fan point of view. Yeah, if nothing um, else. A lot of this stuff regularly comes up in the car and stuff with the iPod just on shuffle and yeah. random whatever else. And like I said, a lot of it's just starting to overtake my main library, the stuff I've gone out and bought. So it's very impressive, the stuff that's coming out. And Yeah, we love it. Definitely. So anyway, we've been rambling for uh, close to an hour now. Yep. Uh, check and us out on uh, Facebook. Facebook. What's the Facebook page? <laughs> uh, we're just The Rock Show on Facebook. Um, look for a logo at the moment, which is sort of black with, I don't know what the hell that... actually not sure what our Facebook URL is. So. We'll have to find that out. We will. We'll find that out eventually. On um, Twitter, we are The Rock Show 2011. Yeah, at The that, Rock Show 2011. Yep, that's 2011. us. 2011. Email us at uh, therockshow2011 at hotmail.com. We'll have a website coming soon, which will make things a lot smoother, a lot easier uh, to interact with. Uh, once the YouTube channel is up and going, which will be this week as well, then we'll be able to get feedback from you guys via that. So send us some video replies or just type your replies underneath, whatever you want. Yep. Any feedback is welcome, good, bad, otherwise, just send us your thoughts because we're more than willing to share our thoughts back with you. So, And uh, yeah, take these links and just post them all over the place. Help us spread the word about these bands that great because um a lot of you guys are in these bands that we're talking about so yeah. um so yeah that's about it and get metal and rock back on top yeah so, so that's gonna... about it for the rock show podcast um we're going to go out on a track by a band called trucker diablo who we spoke about earlier and we love these guys <laughs> they're not going to say that they're the best of the bunch that we've received because i don't want to play favorites but no they're um, not going to play favorites they're either. definitely up there definitely up there and this, this one's one of the first ones that made Check these guys my, uh, out because the first time we listened to this, I made the, we had it on repeat and when the first track came on, we knew exactly when it started again. So it sticks in your head like nothing else. This yeah. stuff is brilliant. It's a great album. It's called The Devil, Devil Rhythm. Yep. And uh, if you go to their Facebook site, there's a link to their own store where they sell t-shirts and, and copies of the CD. So yep. check it out. This song's called Big Truck. And that's us. We're going to close out on this one, I guess. So, yeah, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Yeah.